Welcome to She Said, She Said podcast. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've spent my entire career as an advocate, connector, problem solver, and master communicator at the highest levels of government and corporate America. With She Said, She Said podcast, I'm sharing what I've learned that's helped me, and I'm drawing additional perspective from a broad range of women who are creating amazing opportunities for themselves and others. Their stories hold important advice and perspective about common challenges and the best ways to tackle them. I know your time is precious, but stick around. I think you'll find this investment in you well worth it. Hi friends, I'm excited to bring you the latest in our series of shorter form podcasts. These podcasts focus on a particular theme that comes up in my conversations with guests or in my lectures and workshops. Today, we're talking about imposter syndrome. If you're anything like me and quite a few of the women who have joined me on She Said, She Said podcast, you've probably experienced something the experts like to call imposter syndrome. The term was first coined in a 1978 article by psychologists Dr. Pauline Clance and Dr. Suzanne Imes. The duo defined imposter syndrome as an individual experience of self-perceived intellectual phoniness or fraud. It's that feeling that you get when you've reached a major accomplishment only to feel like that success may not have been deserved or that you've gotten there because of luck or something other than your effort or skill. Now, if this sounds familiar, you are in very good company. This was a surprising finding by one of my recent podcast guests, Dr. Praise Matamave. She is the first Zimbabwean abdominal transplant surgeon, and she currently practices and teaches at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. She joined me in episode 114. Dr. Matamave interviewed some 74 accomplished women surgeons for her book, Passion and Purpose, Black Female Surgeons. In Dr. Matamave's case, many of the women surgeons she included in her book achieved firsts in their respective surgical fields, and they overcame significant odds and barriers to doing so. If anyone deserved to feel successful, it was these women. But it turns out they are not particularly unusual. Some of the most accomplished women in the world admit to feeling this way, despite so much evidence to the contrary. Doctors Clance and Imes also found that it occurs much more frequently in women, including, and perhaps most surprisingly, those who have achieved significant success and external validation for that success. For some reason, the external validation is often misaligned with an internal gauge of value and success, really that feeling that you've achieved something. For me, imposter syndrome is more alive and well when I'm really stretching to achieve a goal. This is especially true during those times when I'm already uncomfortable and unsure, and let's face it, that is a lot of the time. (laughs) This discomfort tends to increase self-talk that can cause me to second guess or question myself more than usual. That talk reel in my head might go something like this. I might say to myself, 
you don't have a degree in psychology, those few courses you took in college probably are not enough to make you an expert, are you really qualified to be writing about and talking about this? Just hearing those words makes me cringe a little. But before we can address this tendency, it's important that we understand how and why this negative counterproductive habit occurs in the first place. At its most simplistic, it's actually your brain's way of protecting you from danger. For many of us, we're hardwired to second guess and to pause before we take a leap that could put us into danger. It's not necessarily a bad thing. When you think about it, that's kind of a gift, but it's a gift that must be recognized for what it is, a defense mechanism that can be overridden and that should not be the final say on whether a risk is worth taking. Becoming more aware of this tendency takes self-awareness, but overriding it requires both self-awareness and self-discipline. Regardless of the reasons why we may do this to ourselves, the fact is that many of us indeed have these feelings. So what really separates those who have such feelings but still manage to plow through and achieve remarkable feats anyway from those who don't? One of the things that made a big difference to the women Dr. Matamave spoke with, I mentioned earlier, was to make sure the personal talk track in their heads was more positive than negative. So rather than focusing on qualifications we don't have, focus on those qualifications and experiences we do have that give us a point of view and perspective. In my case, while, as I said before, I don't have a degree in psychology, I've studied topics related to how women think and lead extensively and have observed and talked with literally hundreds and hundreds of women in all different fields over the course of my three decades long career. See how I did that? Mindset here is very important, but I also have five quick tips for helping you keep imposter syndrome in check and for creating a process to help yourself get past it. The first, Counter negative thoughts in writing. Take note and learn to recognize when you hear that voice in negative self-talk in the form of a defense mechanism and write down what it's saying to you. As you write each negative thought, counter it with a positive affirmation or two. For example, you might say to yourself in applying for a new job, I'm really not qualified for this job, but... I do have 10 years of experience in this complementary field that will give me perspective that the employer doesn't have but could benefit from. Or maybe you've had a big setback at work that's left you flat-footed. You might say to yourself, I really blew that proposal. I might get fired, but I learned a great deal from the experience and now have a new idea for how to take what I've learned and use it to do X. My second tip, keep a running list of accomplishments and things that make you and your background unique and valuable. Include things you've done, nice feedback that you've received on a job well done, recognition for your work, goals and benchmarks that you've reached, things like that. Keep all of these things together in a box or maybe a file on your computer or your phone. And when you run into a negative self-talk roadblock, Pull out that list 
and remind yourself of all the things that you've already accomplished. It's a great confidence booster. My third tip, build a tribe of advisors that includes those who really understand your goals and can offer informed feedback and a pep talk that is more valuable because your tribe understands the challenge you face more fully. But one note of caution, beware of those who may be conflicted or who will be impacted by your success or failure. A vested interest can sometimes color, for better or worse, even the best of intentions. So it's just important to be aware of that. My fourth tip, stay focused on your bigger goal or dream. Knowing why you're doing that thing you are struggling with can be the most clarifying and motivating aspect of overcoming negative self-talk and imposter syndrome. The negative thoughts become secondary to the importance of your goal. In Dr. Matamave's case, as well as with so many of the women she profiled in her book, and with so many of the women that I've talked to on She Said, She Said podcast, the dream helped propel each woman forward and continues to motivate her even when she feels self-doubt. This is such an important point. And number five, finally, this I think is really the most important thing, Discomfort is normal. When you're pushing yourself and growing, it should feel a little uncomfortable. It's your natural defense mechanism kicking in to urge you to think carefully. Pause to appreciate this tendency. Stay focused on your goal and try to embrace that discomfort. This isn't easy, but it's really, really important. And then congratulate yourself because... That discomfort is actually a sign that you're making progress. You already have everything you need, but these tips can make a big difference when you find yourself struggling. I'll bet that you already have some tips of your own for countering this, and I would love to hear them. Please send me a message via my Instagram direct message or email me at laura at lauracoxkaplan.net. For more insight and perspective on topics like this, check out She Said, She Said podcast and my entire lineup of conversations with incredible women who are creating opportunities for themselves and others. Their insights and perspective is second to none. Our conversations are smart and thoughtful and cover topics that are incredibly common, but that often present big challenges, especially for women. What you hear on the podcast could change your life, or at least give you a new way of looking at things. I'm so grateful that you've joined us today, and I hope you'll tune in again next week. And also, friends, if you're enjoying She Said, She Said podcast, I could really use your help. If you have an extra minute and you happen to be listening to us on iTunes, please click review and give us five stars. And if you have an extra minute, include some nice feedback. I love hearing from you and I truly, truly appreciate the fact that you've joined us and that you already send me such great feedback and input. I really, really appreciate it. Those reviews on iTunes, by the way, help us move She Said, She Said podcast up the charts and that helps others to find this content more easily. But of course, another way folks can find us is if you share us with them. There are lots of ways to do that, including a quick screenshot of the episode if you're listening on your phone, 
You can share it to your Instagram stories or to Reels. I would be incredibly grateful. Take care, and I'll see you next time.